0: He goes and gets wings and throws them on the board. Yeah, listen, man, this guy's breaking <laughs> barriers down. You're listening to Leafs Lunch with Julia Tucheri and Michael DeStepano on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here.
1: Leafs Lunch is brought to you in part by 2for1pizza.com. It's 2 for 1 Tuesday. Order a regular priced pizza from the create-your-own menu and get a second pizza of the same or lesser value free. Welcome back. Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. Julia Tosheri and Mike DiStefano with you.
2: So I just got an update. I can tell. You're on the edge of your seat. From uh, from a good friend, producer Chris Horvat. Okay. Who decided I, I was wrong, apparently, on the amount of leagues that he's in. He wanted to clear the air and he texted me saying, I trimmed down my leagues this year. I was only in eight football leagues and I'm currently in eight NHL leagues and six NBA leagues. We'll probably be doing eight MLB leagues again this year. So I don't know how he felt like that was going to help him there. This no. man is in like 30 fantasy leagues across all four sports. It's insane. Who has time for that? That is crazy. Oh, my God. How do you have time for that, Chris? Next time he's on the show, we got to get into that. we got to ask him about that because that's insane. Did I say it was Wednesday to start this show? I don't know. Maybe. It's Thursday, though.
1: Oh, my gosh. Nick, why didn't you tell me? It's Thursday. Someone texted us that I said it was Wednesday when we started. Now I'm humiliated. I don't even know what day it is. Uh, now what are you reading?
2: Well, the, so we got some news here, some updates see that. from uh, the Maple Leafs. The Leafs have recalled Pontus Holmberg, Alex Steves, and Joe Wall from the Toronto Marlies. So that tells me probably that the Matt Murray uh, situation did not get cleared up over the course of the All-Star
1: break. Yeah, that's All-Star a break. foreshadow, as they say.
2: Potentially. I mean, yeah. I don't know if he's going to end up on IR or anything like that. Maybe that'll be the next thing that we get, potentially. But... Um, Looks like, you know, Joe Wall come back up. That means he probably will get one of these games this week. Which, again, we were having that conversation with uh, with, with Craig Button. Like, I think the Leafs do have to weigh, weigh this out. Whether or not they... Like, there's an opportunity to get some games for Joe Wall right now. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you do kind of want to make sure that Matt Murray, if he is ready to play... Yeah. Oh, actually... So was he placed on IR? Yes, he was. There you go. That was the rest of that tweet. Uh, Matt Murray (laughs) has been placed on injured reserve. So there's the information on, on Matt Murray there
1: yeah so I, I suppose that what we'll expect to hear from Kyle Dubas today is a little bit more of an uh, official update there, that's like that's probably... we're going to have Mark Masters on to tee it up at at one thirty ish and and I didn't get to say it off the top of this hour, but they practice at two fifteen today. Kyle Dubas is going to speak just before that around two. We put it out on Twitter. We asked you guys what you're hoping. To hear Kyle Dubas say today, so feel free to chime into that conversation if you're intrigued. But I'll imagine that he'll address these moves, address Matt Murray, address Austin Matthews' knee, and address Al's brother, who's sitting there tapping his pen on the desk, looking very pensive right now. What are well, you thinking about?
2: It's just he will oh. say,
1: Al's brother, what do you have? What, what's what's on your mind?
2: So when we were chatting with Craig in the one o'clock hour or in the, in the noon hour, rather um, if you missed that conversation, go check it out on, uh, on podcast wherever you get it. Cause it was a, it was a fun chat with Craig as always, but he was talking about how the, the durability and dependability on, on Matt Murray is just something that the Maple Leafs simply don't have trust in right now. And, and clearly coming back that ankle situation uh, didn't get dealt with over the all-star break. And uh, he's now been placed again on, on, um, on injured reserve. Now it's not, LTIR, right? It's not yes, LTIR true. yet. Um, but now I'm thinking, at what point, like, is is goaltender now maybe a, like, small addition here at the deadline? Like, is oh, that creeping no. into, like, just a, a veteran of some kind? Like, is that starting to creep into the conversation here of just getting another goalie?
1: Like, who's out there? Reimer? yeah. Talbot, he's, been really, bad. Talbot, he's been really bad. Cam Talbot, he's
2: been really bad. a name that's interesting, and this wouldn't, this would be a guy. First who of all, could let me state for the
1: record that I am not interested in this. Okay, but I'm chewing the fat with my buddy Ab.
2: Right, <laughs> and I don't know if again, like the fact that he's just on injured reserve says maybe it's not going to be very long. I don't know. We'll see, yeah. but um, I, I do think that. If this turns out that this is going to be an injury that's going to last, then he's going to be out for a while, and the Maple Leafs get the sense like maybe he won't be good to go. Um, Not to say that, you know, Robota Island could be a factor here. But if there is, like, how comfortable would you be with a Samsonov Joe Wall tandem going into the playoffs?
1: I got to see Joe Wall a little bit. A bit. Yeah. I got to see Joe Wall a little bit. Because we've seen goalies, we've seen goalies hop up in the playoffs and be total nobody. Like, I was looking at, uh, Remember oh. when to start? Louis Deming came because that one wow. that one That's game that he played game. in? Yeah, like I, I was looking around AHL goalies the other day and I was like, there is a lot Who's of guys in the playoffs last year that were having themselves a little moment. Connor Ingram. Yeah. In Nashville. Yeah. In the minors right now. Yeah. Like fully in the AHL. There's somebody else too that that really caught my eye. You talk, let me find Who had it.
2: like one really big game in the playoffs last year. Who had
1: like a little bit of a run, I think.
2: Pavel i Yep, I'm, that's
1: who I'm thinking of. I'm, okay. I'm thinking of Freddy Franchese Freddy right Franches. now. Who's fully in the minors right now after a little bit of a special.
2: I don't think so. No? You must be thinking of somebody else. He's actually playing really well with uh, with the Avs right now. Oh,
1: God. Because he's, he's I'm got that off.
2: duo with uh, Georgiev mm. right now. Those two are, are playing together. But um,
1: There's a Matthew Murray in the minors playing for the Texas Stars. That's funny.
2: <laughs> but either way, like, I, I don't know. I just I look at that. If Matt Murray is going to be out long term, I think they Schneider's might have to look into Corey Schneider's playing in the into... AHL right now oh, yeah, Bridgeport. Oh, yeah. I
1: didn't even realize that guy was still kicking it. I thought he...
2: Dude, Like you got to respect Corey Schneider. Oh, yeah. He's still playing, like Still gotten through. Like He had some bad injuries. Yep. Like Matt Murray's dealing with these types of injuries now too, like where it's just, there wasn't a whole lot of faith and trust that the guy had was, was durable enough to be considered a a starter and a long-term piece in the NHL. And unfortunately injuries kind of cost him his NHL career, but he's still kicking in the minors. No, I'm not saying that's going to happen to Matt Murray. But... No,
1: no. my point more with the people no, kicking into the minors was like randomly sometimes you get a young kid who comes in, he's got a little fire under him in a moment where a team needs it. I'm not saying that's going to be Joe Wall's situation, but I don't want to write him off either as a guy who can't contribute because he's got great numbers in the minors, and I know that doesn't always translate well to the, to the NHL, but I, don't, I, I guess what I'm trying to say with the goalie position is that you just don't know. So I'd love to have a look at him. Billy Hughes the again. guy
2: you were thinking of, by the way.
1: No, I, I wasn't I, finding when I was. I was just scrolling through the HL. Now it's not stuck.
2: In, now. I, I just. I just want to know. I just want to know who you're talking about now. And <laughs> now I know because I, I can't recall. I'll find it during the break. Exactly who it was. Okay, we'll we'll find it during the break. Um, all right. Why don't we get to uh, get to our Thursday three pack? Count to three. Yeah. That's your big advice. Count to three. Yeah. Whenever you get scared about anything, you just do this. Just count to three, and then do it. So I will give you to the count of three.
1: One, two. Not you and me, got
2: degrees, and I'm in between. All right, JT, it's Thursday. We got to get to our Thursday three-pack. So we're looking at three guys where we look and say the grass isn't greener on the other side. And this is uh, the inspiration behind this one was Johnny Goudreau coming uh, into town this weekend, and he decided to leave Calgary and go to Columbus. Well, Columbus is currently the last place team in the National Hockey League. Uh, He's making a boatload of cash, so I'm sure he's okay with it. And he won
1: the fantasy football pool, his first kick at it. And won
2: even more He's robbing
1: the boys in his first year in Columbus.
2: Maybe that's what it was. Maybe he was just looking around. He didn't really care about the team. He was just like, all right. (laughs) Who are the stiffs when it comes to fantasy football? And he was calling around, doing his due diligence, and finding out what team has the worst fantasy football players, and that's who he signed.
1: Maybe. That, that's one of the things that would make sense in yeah. terms like, of that. May- maybe
2: the Devils, like Jack Hughes. Hardcore fantasy football guys. He's like, there's no way I'm no, not going there. No,
1: you're right, you're right. Okay, wait. Question about Columbus. least play Columbus back-to-back. We're going to talk about Columbus a lot more tomorrow. Why are they so bad, AB? Why is it? The, well, I know that injuries. they're one of the it's worst the teams injuries. in the league, but like I, I look at their today, I'm scrolling through their roster before yeah. we do our Boone Jenner interview. I'm like, what's the deal with these guys? They should be bad. Roster is, isn't great. They're young. The, injury the injuries. is injuries. Like at the
2: end of the day, it's, it's the injuries, and then the goalie's just not, not doing yeah. like Mersleykins. He was supposed to be this great goaltender coming over from Europe, and his first year was really, really good. Um, look great. And he just hasn't really lived up to the billing of of being like a, a starting goaltender and like a quality starting goaltender that he was supposed to be. That's been a big issue. Like the, the guy, they're just not getting good goaltending. there Has been, like I said, a lot of injuries on that team. Zach Wierenski, uh, Voracek, yeah. is out there. I forgot about um, Voracek, yeah. but I
1: guess the big difference between because the Leafs have been hammered with they're injuries young. this like year. They're still
2: trying to figure it. Yeah, out. Yeah,
1: like the Leafs have the dudes to bring in who are a little bit older than the Columbus's right dudes that come in. You know what I mean? Like they've got like the Leafs could, if they really felt like it, like Kyle Clifford is in the fold. Like they've got a whole bunch of veterans that they can bring up. Whereas Columbus just has little little lads that they can bring up that have never played in the NHL at all. Anyways, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Johnny Gaudreau is the example who left uh, situation in Calgary. That's not overly sexy this year either, but it's definitely not (laughs) any better than. uh, Sorry, it's it's definitely not worse than the. Columbus situation like so, they're
2: definitely in the fight so so Johnny Goudreau is is one of the guys on our probably
1: list. our shining like, he's, star
2: he's one of the guys that clearly is is on this list yeah. right? like you look at the year that he had last season with the Calgary Flames him and Kachuk two of the you know best best teams in the and in, two of the best players in the in the league last year like yeah. over 100 points these guys were able to get like he was having an exceptional season and there was money on the table for him to take and he left money on the table to go to Columbus and all of a sudden, now instead of playing for a Stanley Cup ring, he's playing in the Bedard Bowl every yeah. single night. It's like I don't know what he, if he thought that he was going to be going to Columbus. If he he thought that this team was going to be better than they are, if they would be competitive, maybe he thought he would be the secret ingredient that could make them a competitive team. But ultimately, like that Calgary Flames roster was just better. I don't know, I don't know why. I mean, I, I guess he did it for personal reasons. He wanted to go and be close to home, be play in the states. But the fact that he chose to go to Columbus was a head scratcher then. It's still a head scratcher today.
1: Yeah, he's on pace for, as of right now, seventy nine points, twenty three goals this season. And how no, many he's he had Marvin last Apple year? Um, points. He had one hundred and fifteen last year. Yeah. So like, that's a
2: big drop off.
1: Crazy.
2: And look, at the I mean, he's just not playing with the same guys.
1: No, you're right. You're right. I, I, I don't. I didn't understand this one at the time. Still doesn't totally. I think
2: like a was missed a lot of time too, which yeah. which is definitely a big reason for that. So like they've missed a a good chunk of their big stars have missed time, so that that would be why they are the worst team in the NHL this year, or a big reason for it. Yeah. But also, I think maybe they they miscalculated. Like I, I thought they would be at best scraping and clawing to get into wild card, um, and clearly they're they're not even doing that. Like this this team's. They're in full cell mode. Like, we, we talk about Vladislav Gavrikov being a, a, a player that the, the Leafs could target. You know, there's some other players that guys are. Tar- Boone Jenner has kind of been floating around a little bit as a. I know, a which target. is weird. You we didn't want to know. poke
1: at him with that or anything, but I, I've seen the Boone Jenner buzz online. A
2: little bit. Like, he'd be a perfect addition to any team. Looking to beef up, you know, that middle six. Like, he would be great. He plays yeah. a, a gritty playoff style game, he would be a nice addition somewhere. But, uh, yeah, J- Johnny Goudreau. I
1: saw some reporting out of uh, Columbus today, though, that, that it would take a king's ransom to get the captain out of Columbus at
2: this point. I would imagine, yeah, I, I definitely would imagine that would be the case. Uh, Why the- did
1: we just sound like two royals talking to one another? But <laughs> <laughs> take a king's ransom, oh, I definitely would imagine it would be the case. That yes, like, was, imagine. like, one of the weirdest interactions <laughs> you and I have ever had.
2: <laughs> the next guy uh, on our list, I think, has got to be Jack Eichel.
1: So what's like, the deal there, A.B.? Like, it started so hot. Did it? Kind of. It started with a little splash.
2: Like, uh, he had not that Jack. one great game against Buffalo.
1: Not really. He had that one great game. I'm not really talking about Jack Eichel specifically. And I don't know if it was fair of all of us to think Jack Eichel is going to hop in after all these injuries and, and be the guy well, that... Well, he,
2: he thought he was going to be.
1: Yeah, totally. Right? I, I mean more...
2: Vegas did. Look at what they gave up.
1: I mean more that the team looked good to start the year. They're another team that's been hammered with injuries, not hammered, but Mark Stone is like that's a big piece. Yeah, that's
2: a big giant piece. That's that's out for them. Like I think Petrangelo has missed some time for them. Like they've they've had their fair share of injuries as well. Um, And like the big question mark that we had about this team coming into the year was the goaltending. And I know Logan Thompson technically was was an all star, and he's he's going to be up there when it comes to rookie of the year um, nominees. Like he was one of my dark horse Calder guys who who I had at the beginning of the season. But ultimately, like I, I there's just a big drop off from Mark Andre Fleury, Robin Leonard to what they got now with like Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. Yeah. Right? Like I think the goaltending is, is really important in this league and they you know, don't have it. They they moved out a lot of guys, like they traded away Patriaretti in order to make some some other moves and it just hasn't worked out and, and Johnny Hockey or Johnny Hockey, Jack Eichel, I like, think I was looking at his last like eleven games, I feel like, like two points or something like that in his last really? 11 games. Like, it's it's not going good. Not going good at all for Jack Eichel, especially since Mark Stone has been uh, has out for them the last few weeks. I so, feel like
1: that story's flying under the radar a bit.
2: Which the Jack Eichel struggling? Yeah. Struggle bus? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just the, the team itself, like, I think they're, they're in a playoff spot right now. So, like, I mean, they are, but ultimately... It's just a little bit of a stench on it. Like they are, they're technically leading the division, I suppose, in terms of uh, points, but not points percentage, I suppose. Seattle's leading uh, with two games in hand. They're six thirty win percentage as opposed to six fifteen with Vegas. But ultimately, like I, I just don't think that it's gone as well as as Vegas had hoped with yeah. Bergen and Jack Eichel. I think you look back on that trade, and and you know, I, I think. Well, we were on air when that trade kind of broke, and we had to we had to break it down. And right. we expected, like, oh, they finally got their number one center. They finally got it. This team is now into Stanley Cup contender status. Just hasn't quite lived up to that billing. So you can even say the grass is greener when you look at, you know, you can even look at it from a, a perspective of the Vegas Golden Knights, where they gave up all of that to bring in Jack Eichel. Maybe you would have been better off with having Alex Tuck. And all those other pieces that you trade away in order to get Jack Eichel into the fold and fit that cap space into this uh, organization, which was already up against the cap. Yeah. So you know this this trade definitely. I wonder how it's being looked at now by the circles in Vegas, especially when you look at how successful Buffalo has been since. I that know year.
1: that's. I'm just pondering it now, AB. Like, could Buffalo have moved on from? I'm
2: pretty sure Alex Tuck is outscoring uh, Alex Tuck. I looked at it yesterday. It's funny we're bringing this up because we were. Well, I guess we knew we were talking about this, which why let into it. But Alex Tuck Spoiler is operating line. at a point per game basis pretty much. His last sixteen games, point per game. Meanwhile, you look at Jack Eichel, he's got two assists in, in his last like eleven. I think, yeah. I think in that time span, in the same time span, and like Jack 15, Eichel 16 was, games, five points.
1: Was he injured this He's only played thirty nine yeah, games. Yeah, he
2: missed some time. Yeah. He missed some time a little bit. Which obviously is is always not ideal. No, but he was like they traded for an injured player. Yeah, like he's not Matt Murray level, undependable, but he's a guy. I don't even guy... feel like I know
1: much about Jack Eichel other than that that the injuries and when,
2: when he was on his A game, Jack Eichel was a top tenish player in the National Hockey League.
1: Like twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, twenty nineteen, twenty. When he put up eighty two points and seventy eight points, those are the two years. But look at the
2: games that played. Like he missed games those years too. So like, his yeah. points per game was up high, like yeah. very high. In terms of up tops in the league.
1: Wait, here's a question I want to pose to you. Buffalo's in a totally different place now. Like, mm-hmm. Jack Eichel getting t- traded felt like, okay, this was a really ugly era. Now we can move on from it. Do you think that Jack Eichel needed to be traded in order to move on from the drama? Like I don't think Buffalo and Jack Eichel were ever getting over that, is, is what I'll say. Like I don't think the fans were ever going to be like, oh, Jack Eichel. uh, Actually, maybe that's not true. Like if he came back and he scored a bajillion goals, like that fixes everything. But you know what I mean? Buffalo was over him. He was over Buffalo. Like I don't know if that that energy around the team Mm -hmm. was going to get fixed. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. So I Maybe I, it had to happen either way.
2: Right. I mean, from a Vegas perspective, bringing in Jack Eichel, like it's it, it, it wasn't necessarily yeah. the greener pastures you expected right. bringing this guy in right? as opposed to looking at it from a Buffalo perspective. Like, I think I'm looking at it more negatively from Vegas's perspective.
1: But I also like ponder what a beautiful thing it would have been if, if everything would have worked out and he just would have been able to get the treatment that he wanted. And and now he's on this Buffalo team instead of Alex Tuck. I don't know. Who knows what that would have looked like? A, B.
2: Yeah. All right. We got one more guy on our Thursday three-pack. And this one's interesting. We're looking at a coach. For me, it's Paul Maurice. Yeah. And the Florida Panthers. <laughs> Grass isn't always greener with uh, with a more veteran and established coach. Last year, Andrew Burnett brought this team to a President's Trophy.
1: Yeah. Or this is this year? one more like the Sunshine State isn't always so bright? <laughs> this is. one might be a little different. There's very little grass.
2: Exactly. So we can use that one, the Sunshine State, not so sunny these days.
1: Like retirement is probably looking really sunny. Like He's probably thinking to himself, God, remember those days when I just kind of stepped down and I was just chilling, I just got to watch <laughs> hockey, and now I've got this president. Pres- and it's trophy team that can't win any games right now. No. And I've got this, yeah.
2: Although, laid a pretty good beat down on, You're right. on Tampa. So I, I wonder if this is a team that, again, I think we chatted about it yesterday a little bit. But they might be a squad that I look at to have a good second half, up, yeah. right? Just kind of figuring things out. Like there there was the injury to Eckblad earlier in the year, which I think kind of put them behind the eight ball. Um, guys just trying to figure out Paul Maurice's systems. Like now that things are starting to settle in 50 games in, yeah. I, I think they should expect to have a better second half season. But I mean, at to this point in the year, I mean, if you're the Florida Panthers and you're looking at this, you're probably thinking to yourself, did we make a mistake? Like last year, Andrew Burnett had that team playing at an elite level. Yeah, better than anybody else in the National Hockey League through the regular season. I'll say that the playoffs didn't go as well. He got out, coach, and ultimately that's what led to them moving on from him, bringing in a veteran coach. But again, if the veteran coach doesn't even get you to the playoffs, I, I, is that a winning move? Yeah, I, I, I know. would say no. It's
1: a dangerous, and you were the one that called it, AB. We have to keep that in mind. Yeah, well, but that's aside. It's all aside. I don't know. I, I. I I'm very interested to hear from Paul Maurice one day down the line because he's a very candid guy. He's always been honest, like just one of the better interviews in the league. Yeah, one day he's going to tell the story of this season, and I'm just dying to hear it because it it's yeah been since he got there it just has not gone according to plan.
2: Yeah, and but again, I think things Different maybe started to change. Matt Kachuk though, like that was a player we talked about yesterday as a player or a couple of days ago after they had that win against uh, Tampa. Like, he's a guy who I'm looking at now, and he's just on another level right now. Like, he's just playing so, so well. Five points against Tampa the other night. Did they play today? I think they might probably play tonight, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they got the San Jose Sharks coming to town. So, a chance to pick up some more points against these San Jose Sharks. Um, I think Florida's in a good spot right now. Uh, I think they could probably have a decent second-half surge, and it's going to be on the back of Mackachuck. Yeah. I think he's going to get good goaltending. That's another big thing. And, that's always like you look at Sergey Bobrovsky, good year, bad year, good year, bad year, good year, bad year, is that a tough start to to the season, tough you know, opening 50 games or so, but coming out of the all-star break, only allowed one goal against Tampa Bay. We'll see what he can do down the stretch. We'll see what the kid can do. Uh, Spencer Knight down the stretch, but if they can get good goaltending, and then you get Matt Kachuk uh, stepping up and, you know, being, getting himself four or five points a night. Carter Verhage is a top scorer for them. Barkov, obviously. Um, I, you know, I think this team will be in a, in a decent spot. Come, come the end of the year, they'll be fighting for one of those playoff, uh, playoff spots, the wild card spots. I think, Clearly, the the divisional race is done here. We we know that one, two, three, how that's going to shake out. But they certainly are still involved when it comes to a wild card spot.
1: Yeah, I'm very interested in the Florida Panthers down the stretch, and honestly, I'm interested in Vegas too because the West is bad, and and I just I'm interested to see if they if they get in if they can make some
2: noise. The Pacific is. Awful. Yeah, like it's just it's just not good. Like it really is not good. And you know Edmonton's on a roll right now. Like they've won eight of their last ten games. You know I think they got Jack uh, Campbell playing at November Jack hockey that he did a season ago. Yeah, you've got the best player in the world playing at that level on pace for like 150 points. Leon Dryside is the top five player in the league. We'll see if they can do anything to uh, to to add to the group. That'll be interesting. See if they can. I, I think I was listening to, who was I listening to this morning? Like maybe on first up, uh, I was listening and there's a, an, an issue with their cap structure and, and being able to to bring in someone, it's dollar in, dollar out. Oh, I was listening to to the GM yesterday. Holland was talking about it. Oh. They're going to be dollar in, dollar out for anyone that they bring in. Um, So we'll see if they have that type of expendable... Cap space to bring in a real quality piece to help this team probably on the back end would yeah. be nice, uh, but like they're a team I'm looking at in the, in the Pacific. They're battling Vegas, Seattle, obviously uh, right now. L.A. is a, a pretty good squad. Um, Calgary is Calgary going to get back into it? Like yeah,
1: I, the Wild West for real.
2: Could, honorable mention? Well, probably not actually. I, I was going to say Nazem Kadri for leaving
1: Colorado, mm.
2: but Colorado's also not. In a great spot right now, either. So maybe not, not Nazem Kadri. Yeah,
1: Nazem Kadri. But would they be, be doing better if, if
2: he was in Colorado? Like that was kind of the one-two punch. Like yeah. I think they're both suffering because of the decision to move on.
1: He's been healthy all year too. It's very interesting.
2: Yeah, sure definitely AB. is.
1: Um, a quick update from practice. Ab, there's activity on the ice at the Ooh. Ford Performance Center. Matt Murray on the ice ahead of practice right now, getting some work in with the goalie coach crew. He looks like he's moving pretty well. Um, But he has that ankle injury, and he's on the IR right now, as we just officially learned from the Leafs PR, as AB told us, ahead of that little block.
2: So, we'll see how long this is, Mm -hmm. but again, I would be curious to see how they weigh it, getting a look at Joe Wall, but also wanting to get Matt Murray back up to speed as well. Yeah, Like, how does that balance out? right like that that's that 's what I think they 're going to try and figure out over the course of the next little bit, because if they do realize that Matt Murray, if something else flares up and he won 't be available to this team, I think they 'll have to know that before march third because i don 't know how confident they 'll be with a Samsonov wall combination down the stretch. they might want to bring somebody else, even if it 's to be the third goalie behind waltz, someone else. Maybe to, to help this team. I don't know who that is. Again, there's uh, a couple of veterans out there that potentially could be the case, or someone who could come in and be a tandem goaltender. Like, that's the thing. Joe Wall's got to be a tandem because you're not going to get, you're not going to play Samson off 25 of the next 30 games. You yeah. just can't. You got to find someone who can be, who can take on that workload they feel comfortable with. And I don't know if Joe Wall is that guy. They might give him the opportunity, but if he's not, you got to figure that out. And then you're going to have to go and get somebody who can. Like a James Reimer, like a, a Cam Talbot. Listen,
1: we have someone who's very angry that you brought up James Reimer. They're very offended. Why? I don't know. I just thought I'd tell you.
2: All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, text me who you would prefer. Okay text whoever texted that in text me who you would prefer outside of uh james reimer all right uh we got some uh a chance to for you to win some leafs tickets the pro line between the benches seats are as close to the action as you can get you can smell the sweat of the players here the rattling of the glass with each hit and celebrate every goal shoulder to shoulder with our hometown team here's your chance to qualify to win these great seats uh we're switching up the qualifier. We you, you gotta text us today. Text us at ten fifty fifty uh and uh, the first person to text in. First person, so get there quick will uh, qualify for these tickets on February 15th. Leafs taking on the Blackhawks. We'll announce the winner on the other side. We'll also be joined by Mark Masters, who's down uh, at uh, the Ford Performance Center today. Lots of stuff going on. Text us with your name, by the way. So name along with uh, your email address as well. So your name and email address with the text. Uh, I'm Mike DiStefano with Julia Teixeira. you the Leafs Lunch here on TSN 1050.
1: Bad has done it again.
0: Now, back to Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here.
1: A big congratulations to Candace from Oshawa. You're in the grand prize draw tomorrow where you could win the Pro-Line between the benches seats for February 15th when the Leafs take on the Blackhawks. Pro-Line merch, a $75 food and beverage gift card for Scotiabank Arena, and a $250 OLG lottery gift card. So congratulations. Keep getting those entries in, and we'll draw the grand prize tomorrow. A.B., what do you have to say?
2: Before we get our guy on, Mark Masters, I believe is on the line, we need uh, some news. Let's get this thing.
1: Da-na-na, da-na-na.
2: The Toronto Maple Leafs have announced that uh, they have signed Connor Timmins to a two-year contract extension with an AAV of $1.1 $1. 1. 1 million. Dollars. So Connor Timmins. Coming back to Toronto for the next couple of years on a two-year deal here, $1.1 million AAV. And with that, let's bring in Mark Masters, who's down there in Leafs camp right now. What's going on, Mark? Uh, some pretty big news coming out of Leafs camp in the last 30 seconds.
0: Couldn't they sprinkle some of these updates out through the, the bye week? Like, so rude. Nice so rude.
1: So <laughs> rude. Like, you,
2: you got the Murray news that came out, and they're calling up guys, and now we got a contract extension. Where was this on Tuesday and Wednesday when we were just, like, scraping to find something to talk about?
0: Yeah, and Kyle Dubas is going to speak uh, in about half an hour, and then that's going to blow everything else off the headlines to see what he has to say about, you know, anything, basically. So news is coming fast and furious, uh, which I guess is good because we've all been... Uh, you know, thirsting for that over the last bye week, and all, I guess once the All-Star break, we had Mitch doing his thing down in South Florida, but people want their news. Give yeah. them their news. So it's, uh, we're jumping right back into it, and we got the, the Leafs and the Jackets renewing their, their rivalry tomorrow on TSN 4. What more could you want this week?
1: Absolutely not. A rivalry game. You said uh-huh. it from that, from uh-huh. that bubble.
2: Actually, that will answer the question for you, Mark. A trade. I'd, I'd like to see a trade. <laughs> right, right, right. Any chance that could be what uh, Kyle Dubas is talking about at 2 p.m.?
0: We have to be patient and be grateful for the news that we get on a day-to-day basis, and let's save some for the deadline. Yeah, let's make fair. the deadline really exciting. Like, let's have the Leafs make the big splash. Wouldn't that be something? So, I mean, maybe Dubis will drop some uh, breadcrumbs today. So we'll be—I'm sure will be parsing every word he says um, during during this media availability. But yeah, a trade would be nice. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see one eventually here, though.
1: Okay, let's start going down the list of things that we must talk about. Then, Mark. So, you're, do you have an initial reaction on on the Connor Timmins extension?
0: I like it. I mean, right shot defenseman shown promise. Obviously, a bit of a reclamation project. You got him two years on pretty low AAV. I, I don't see much of a downside here. Um, I don't know what the future holds on that right side. Justin Hall's uh, up after this year. Um, so it's a right shot D that that can pass the puck like Connor Timmins is. Uh, not easy to find. He seems to have shown some potential here, seems to like it here. So I don't see much downside to this to this move. This
2: is a bit of a, an off-the-radar question, but something that just popped into my mind, because this is what happens when things like this break, and just my mind goes a billion different ways. But what do you think this says about Justin
0: Hall and his future with the Maple Leafs?
1: Oh my gosh, you're... <laughs>
0: that's well, a Well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, obviously, uh, he'll be a free agent, and uh, he's liked it here he's played well here I don't know what the market is for Justin Hall I don't know if he'd want to stay if they'd want him to stay uh, but it basically gives you a right shot defenseman on a cheap deal which I can't think you have. You can have enough of so I mean I don't know what, what the connection is or, or what that this means for Justin Hall but uh, certainly gives you some backup if, if he's not on this team next year mm-hmm.
1: You th- uh, let's keep going down our checklist of, of people we need to check in on. Matt Murray. He was on the ice ahead of practice. Officially put on the IR today. What do he look like to you, Mark?
0: Yeah, he looks okay, as much as you can tell. It's not like he's taking shots or anything. He's just doing some some work. But I, I would have, I, I wouldn't say it's good to see him on the ice. Yeah. Because if we had come back after a week off and he's still not skating after they said it was supposed to be a not long term injury, then I think that would raise a lot of flags. So they put him in into reserve. That's like a week and. Now, you know it's good that he's on the ice. He's working his way back. Obviously, he's not going to play this weekend, but uh, it's 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 yeah, like just it's good to have him back on the ice because it's been what January 27th is when it flared up in that warm up. He actually hasn't played a a game for the team since January 17th, Mm -hmm. so um, it's good to see him back on the ice.
2: Well, it kind of goes to the theme that we've seen this season quite a bit, where the team has afforded themselves the opportunity to not have to rush guys back and try and give the 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 players as much time as possible to heal up and rest up. Whatever is ailing them, we've seen this with T.J. Brody. Matthews has you know this three weeks to to get his knee right now. We're seeing this happen with uh, Matt Murray. But um, among the news that was also announced today, in you know conjunction with this Matt Murray news, was Joseph Wall was recalled back up to the team.
0: How much? Maybe I just want to cut in here. I just want to tell you, Austin Matthews is just stepping onto the ice in a red, no-contact sweater. Whoa! But he's and on that's the ice. A good, sign, good sign for for the Leafs. Obviously, we're day 15 into what was going to be a minimum 21-day absence for him, minimum three weeks. So he's not expected. He, it's not like we were expecting him to be taking line rushes today or anything, but it is a good sign. And Who knows what he's been doing during the bye week? Maybe he's been already skidding, but this is the first time we've seen Austin Matthews on the ice, albeit in a red, no-contact sweater.
2: Well, so that's good news. That's really good news. Because the the verbiage when that was announced was minimum three weeks. Kind of raised eyebrows where it's like, does that mean it could be a little bit longer? Like typically you'll hear, yeah, out two to three uh-huh. weeks maybe. But the fact that the word minimum was placed uh-huh. in there made people think. But the fact that we say 15 days and I guess we got, was, was it like a Friday? So it was eight days I think until he gets to that three day mark or three week mark seems like he might be ahead of schedule or right on schedule for that three weeks then.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I don't think like, well, the schedule is, is what it is, but I, there's like no rush, obviously, here. Yeah. We've got six straight games against non-playoff teams um, coming up, including two coming right here against the worst team in the league by, by the standings. And then uh, they got a couple against uh, Chicago and then Montreal, I guess, always plays them tough, but at least that one's in Toronto. Um, but yeah, there's no rush. We'll, we'll see what he looks like today. We'll see if he stays out for the full practice. So we're about... 35 minutes or so from the start of the full practice. So we'll see if this is just him coming out. But, you know, usually you don't wear red unless you're going to be out there with teammates mm-hmm. so they know not to touch you. So that, that would be a good sign if he's out for, for part, of, part of this practice. And, yeah, that, this, this would certainly indicate that he's trending closer to the minimum than anything more extended, which is what they had been telegraphing anyway.
1: Promising news then about Austin Matthews, and this is our TSN Leafs reporter. Mark Masters on the phone with us. He's at the Ford Performance Center right now where the Leafs will take to practice at 2.15, but before that, Mark, Kyle Dubas expected to address the media for the first time since back in November. What are you expecting to hear from him today? What would you like an update on from, from Kyle oh, Dubas?
0: Well, I want to hear everything. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm not sure if there will be anything on Muzzin. Maybe there is, but I know he's supposed to see a specialist, uh, which would then give them some clarity. That was supposed to be at the end of February. I don't know if we're obviously further enough into February that that's happened, but uh, maybe there is some some information there. I mean, we're all expecting though that, that he's not going to return this season. That's sort of we're all working under that assumption. It would be more of a surprise if they came back and said, you know what, it's looking good. Um, I just want to I want to hear what he like. I want to hear how eager he is to to upgrade. How flexible he is. I'd like to know what it would take for him to trade Matthew Nyes, his 2023 first rounder. Like, is he willing to do that for a rental? It's, that's not been his mo since the Nick Belino thing went sideways. Um, yeah, the, 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 just general kind of want to hear his tone when it comes to this deadline. Like he's he, like I think one of the, you know the, the playoff format's terrible. Um, you know it's bad when even Sidney Crosby is is willing to to come on and speak out on it, but. Um, the one benefit is you know exactly what your path is. Like you can pretty much prepare for Tampa Bay now. Like it's not like you 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 have to wonder what sort of opponent you're going to face. It's like you know you got to you played them last year. You know exactly how it went. You know you know wh- you know where you feel like the shortcomings were, and as a result, you can use that information to to influence what you do at the deadline. So um, I'm just I'm curious. I'm curious to hear how he how he frames it. I guess. He's not going you know, he's not going to give away everything, but I'd like to know, you know, does he put himself under, under, under kind of pressure to, to make a move here, knowing that he's got two of the best teams in the league standing in the way between his team and the Eastern Conference final.
2: We're chat with Mark Masters our TSN Lease reporter. Uh, I would imagine he'll get asked a question or two about Matthew Nyes potentially, and if he has had any communication with him, but I know that you had some communication with him, a one-on-one uh, sit down with Matthew Nyes yesterday. What did you pull from, uh, from that interview?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed by how mature he is. I mean, I mean, it's if I'm in, it's, we can always say if I'm in his shoes, you know, if um, you know, a normal average guy's in his shoes are saying like, I'm having a great year in Minnesota after going back to school. I'm six foot three, two hundred ten pounds. I'm ready for the NHL. I want to get to Toronto, and I, I, you know, I'm not even. But he, when I ask him, you know, is it your plan to sign with the Leafs? He's like, well, we're gonna sit down at the end of the year and talk it out. But you know, he said, I, I feel I'm pretty confident in my abilities and. And I think I, I may be ready for that next step. So I like that he's he's mature, he's humble, uh, and I sure love the way he's playing this season. And he outlined it in specifics to me exactly how he's improved with his skating and his and his shooting, which have been the two areas the Leafs have been talking to him about. Haley Wickenheiser uh, has been the person he's been talking to the most. He said. So I, I just I like his maturity, I like his humbleness, and I sure like the way he's playing and and how he outlined how he's been building his game and getting the puck off his stick. He's got five goals in the last five games, twenty six shots. He's got that shot person mentality. He says right now he's playing with Logan Cooley and Jimmy Snuggaroot, so that's a great line, and he understands that he's in a good spot there, so he doesn't lose sight of that. So just impressed, impressed with his his maturity and just his perspective, I guess, on things.
2: Do you think he's a player that has to? factor into the team's top six right away? Like, I know that we often talk about Nick Robertson, where it's like, oh, it's either top six or he would be better off being in the minors. Like, Do you feel like he's the type of guy who you would have that same mentality, or is he somebody who you think could benefit from playing lower in the lineup, but he's got the the kind of makeup that it could also work there for him?
0: No, I think he's got the makeup with the size that I mentioned that, that he could be a factor in the bottom six, because you know, we've been breaking down this Leafs-Lightning pre- series that we'll have. Months here to to break to preview here in the bottom six of Tampa versus the bottom six of Toronto, you know I believe it was eight four and even strength goals bottom six wise in favor of Tampa last year. That's a huge Mm -hmm. advantage Tampa had, and you just look at the bottom sixes and you expect to get a bit more offense from what Tampa's putting on the table just based on what we're seeing so far this season. So if Nice comes in, I don't think he has to play on that second line. That might be asking too much for a kid because because you look at it, he's on the number one team in the nation in Minnesota, and if he. If they go all the way and win a national title or even play in the finals, he's probably only going to get a couple of games with the, with the Leafs. So um, that's asking a lot for a kid to come in with two games at the end of the regular season and then be a factor, certainly in the top six of, of a playoff team with high aspirations, but maybe in the bottom six. So, um, yeah, I think he can do it. And because of the maturity I mentioned, I think he's got the right mindset that I think he could.
2: Fantastic, and uh, if anyone wants to listen to that interview, which I highly recommend, go check it out on tsn.ca. Mark Masters uh, with uh, Leafs top prospect Matthew Nyes. I uh, really appreciate the time. As always, uh, enjoy being back to practice. It's The break's over. It's time to get down to the nitty-gritty. 30 more games and hopefully a long playoff run to go. Mark?
0: I love this. You know, we're back. It's, I feel refreshed. Everyone's geared up. Huge media contingent. Dubis about to speak to the media. <laughs> wow. Matthew's on the ice. Murray on the ice big date with the blue jackets looming like this let's go guys second half underway giddy up let's rock jackets
2: tsn (laughs) mark masters will be there you make sure you are as well appreciate it (laughs) thanks guys (laughs) (laughs) bye there he goes mark masters or tsn lease reporter so at the same exact time all three of us into the text chat chat you, myself, and Steph. It
1: was the most. we the
2: exact same thing. Let's not spoil it.
1: 2023 thing that has ever happened. And we all
2: texted in the exact same thing because there's a big trade that just went down in the NHL. We'll tell you about it on the other side. I'm Mike DeSefano with Juliet Tisciari. It's an Elise lunch here on TSN 1050.
1: Leafs lunch is brought to you by Vanilla Visa prepaid cards available for purchase at Petro Canada. The perfect gift for any occasion. Like Ab said ahead of the break, we have breaking news. Two breaking newses in one show, and it's not even
2: March third. What a special treat! It's silly season for us here. It at really, Leafs is. Lunch. first day back from like the All Star break. First, of course, okay. Leafs day. Which means the real the first, first day. day there like, is no
1: NHL without no. the Leafs. So no. Let's be no. exactly. for real.
2: Exactly. But it's not the Leafs that have made a deal. Um, reports coming out that uh, the New York Rangers have reportedly struck a deal and are close to acquiring Vladimir Tarasenko. Ooh. That would be a big pickup if this deal goes through. Huge. No details on, on the trade yet. I don't believe it's been official. But uh, it's it's being reported that... These two are close to making a deal.
1: And Tarasenko had that crazy kind of almost Eric Carlson-esque season last year where he had that uptick in scoring. Hasn't been the same yeah. quite this year. But you know he has it in him. Like that team, St. Louis this year, has just underperformed in general. That's what we've said when we've talked about Ryan O'Reilly as a potential trade target for the Leafs. And he's had that foot injury this year. Tarasenko was on the IR for a bit this year. So it, he hasn't been overwhelming this season in terms of production. But last year yeah. he was so good. I think you could trust that he'd be just a really good piece to add. God, him and Panarin.
2: So I believe he had a no-trade clause which makes sense that he wanted to go be with his fellow countryman in in Artemi Panera. Yeah. Right? Go to New York and and you could do that. But, yeah, you're right, actually. I I didn't realize how how much his goal scoring has dipped, actually, from a season ago. Uh, Last year, 34 goals after a couple of seasons of, of injuries. Um, finally had a nice full season last year, 75 games. Scored 34 goals, 6 goals in 12 playoff games. This year, it's fallen back a little bit. Just 10 goals in 38 games. So the injury bug also catching up to Tarasenko again this season. But uh, ultimately, he looks like he might be on his way to uh, to New York. That's, that's a really good pickup for that team. Real yeah. solid pickup for that team that certainly is... You know, a, a club that could be competing for a potential Stanley Cup. They got the goaltender. They got some really, really good defensemen. Keandre Miller had himself a night the other day a night. They get like three point performance, but that kid's going to be a, a a star. Yeah. I love Keandre Miller. The the choo 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 train we talked about a lot. You got the kids starting to finally show up. Lafreniere's got like Another six, goal last night. Another goal last night. He's got 6 points the last 6 games. Philip Heedle goals in 5 straight. Like that kid line starting to finally show those flashes that you saw last year in the playoffs starting to kind of pick some things up here as the season progresses for them so new york's a team to watch for sure and if they uh if this tarasenko deal ends up going through that's a big get for them a really big get
1: yeah okay so our you we had mark masters on and in case you missed it the leafs re-upped on connor Timmins for the next two years one one by two is the number there ab yep. just one confirm. point
2: one point one million dollars for uh for two years and this is this is pretty much on par with what the Maple Leafs have been doing the last few years. When they got a guy who's an RFA who's somewhat of a tweener, hasn't established themselves yet, but have played some NHL games, typically they like to get them locked up on a, on a multi-year deal, a two-year deal. I think back to Travis Dermott they did this with. They did this with Sandine this past summer and Timothy Lilligren. Right. And they also, Mark Giordano, actually, they also signed to a two-year <laughs> <Young> deal, Buck. <laughs> technically. But uh, so this is, this is very on par with what they've been able to do. And, you know, I, I think that what this tells me is you look into next season, Justin Hall, UFA, not sure there's much space for that guy.
1: I know. So Jonas tweeted out kind of a breakdown of the Leafs' under contract mm-hmm. next season. Uh, Morgan Riley, 7'5", Jake Muzzin, 5'6", TJ Brody, 5", Rasmus Sandin, 1'4", Lilligren, 1'4", Timmins, 1'1", Gio. So Justin Hall and Jordy Ben are both the pending UFAs next season be interesting to see how this all shakes out it's hard to it's hard to think about next season at all until we know what happens well
2: yeah there's <laughs> there's, there's 30 games this year yeah. hopefully a long playoff run and a lot could change between now everything could right?
1: change in that in that week two week period where the first round of the playoffs is changed it's played
2: yeah uh, uh exactly so we'll, we'll see what uh what else we have in store here for for uh, for Toronto but you know getting getting Connor Timmons locked up I think is is pretty good and get him locked up at that cheap Two years, we saw flashes when he first came uh, to the Maple Leafs, and he's got like what, like eight or nine points or something like that in like the dozen or so games that he's played for Toronto so far. Like he's he's been able to produce and and add a little bit of offense. He's got good size. You know that there was a prospect that was highly regarded at one point, and it's just been can he stay healthy? And so far, so good. Yeah, granted, hasn't played that much, uh but I think it's a good gamble for the Maple Leafs to take. Because after next year, they have like nobody signed, right? Uh yeah like in the couple it's of It's Morgan years, yeah. Riley and hey, it's Mo. that's it. Like they got Morgan Riley signed. I believe that would be the the last the last of it going Ooh. forward.
1: And Connor Timmons.
2: And Connor Timmons, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. would also be included in that season because Sandin and Lilligrette and their contracts will be up next year. They'll be RFAs. And Yarncroc. They'll be RFAs. Right, and be <laughs> The other guy. That's, <laughs> that's the team, that's guys. The that's, that's the, the crew. Core. That's the core of this team. Absolutely, that'll be the core of this team. Um, I wonder if they get Timmons into a game tomorrow, though, like fresh off signing that contract. Do you, do you try and get him into a game tomorrow? Oh, like What do you do there? I don't know either. I guess we'll find out like at two o'clock when uh, or two fifteen when they hit the ice. We'll see if he's one of the D pairs. Yeah, I never know there what there
1: they're applying. doing back there. And I, somebody texted us today that they like that in this last stretch they're going to try and get some prospects in. Hopefully, it does make it exciting down the stretch. And and we've complimented Sheldon Keefe and Kyle Dubas a lot the way that he's kept the the competition on D rolling on year to keep guys engaged. So
2: in the fourth line, like yeah, yeah, been a lot of guys in and out of that fourth line and. I think right now, you look at this upcoming stretch out of the All-Star game, this is kind of a time where you can get a look at some of those guys, right? So you see Alex Steve's getting brought up to the team. Let's see what he's got. Right. Maybe Alex Steves gets an opportunity in this back-to-back at some point to play uh, for Toronto. I'd imagine he would get a look here. There's no reason to, to bring him up and not get him uh, yeah. an opportunity, right? So I think it makes a lot of sense, and to your point, keeps them on their toes. you know. And the better you play, earn your spot, essentially. you got to earn your spot. you got to keep... Your spot because there's guys who are always going to be kind of nipping at your butt and uh, trying to get uh, get into the lineup over you. And you got to basically make sure, give them a little stiff arm. Be like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stick here. I'm going to play well and earn my spot.
1: Yeah. So Nick Barden just wrote something about Alex Steves. And he said, last week, the 23 year old talked about his season with the Marlies. And on Saturday, head coach Greg Moore said Steves' last four games were his best games of the season. So Alex Steves is hot right now as he gets called up to the Leafs for. For a look-see. Remember when, remember when he was the guy, when you and I first started hosting Leafs Lunch, we had Kristen Shelton on for one of our first hits with us, and, and she he was kind of the guy she had circled as someone that stuck out to her?
2: Because he had a terrific prospect tournament last year. So he had signed out of college the year prior, and had a great prospects tournament, and then he got hurt ahead of training camp. Yes. So then we never got to actually see him. And then he eventually came up. He had a little cup of coffee. I think he played like three or four games maybe. Um, and then he ended up going back down to the minors. And we haven't seen him since. I haven't seen him this year.
1: No. So now three we get an opportunity. Year, yeah, so now we assist. get uh,
2: a chance to, to get a look at Alex Steves. I would assume, at some point in these next two He's games. ripping it
1: up. 38 points in 44 games yeah, in the he's AHL. playing
2: well. He's playing well, so we'll see what he can do. Uh, we got uh, a game to actually talk about tomorrow. We'll see if any more trades come through. Today was a crazy, what a day, crazy day. What a day, A.B. What a day. Crazy day. All right. Uh, that'll do it for us here. Today, though, we will be back tomorrow to tee up the game Leafs and Blue Jackets. Uh, if you missed any of today's show, you can find it on tsn50.ca, the R Radio app, or ever you get your podcast gameplay with Matt Cause coming up next.